0: Did you know that experts are now predicting that Sydney prices could increase by as much as 10% in 2023 when we were promised a recession, but as a result of low building approvals, mortgage rates so high and migration coming through the roof, we could see prices a lot higher this year. So if you're interested in my thoughts, definitely keep watching. Hey guys, my name is Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now, if you are interested in more content, especially with my daily thoughts around everything that I talk about here, but in more detail, along with my personal strategy, then definitely join the Mastermind Patreon community. I'll leave a link in the description below so you can go check it out. There's a monthly fee. It allows you open communication between yourself and myself, and there's about 15 to 20 of us in there. So we help each other out with just upgrading our mindset, understanding what's happening in the economy, and also looking at investing tips when it comes to NFTs, crypto, as well as real estate. So definitely go check that out. Now, I definitely want to focus on a couple of things in this video. Number one is we want to focus on what's happening with overseas migration and where are they looking. It's important that we know migrants are coming to Australia, but we also want to figure out exactly where they're looking. Because if we know where they are looking to either rent or buy, that could then determine how we go and position ourselves with investing in the right suburbs and right areas. So I want to cover that off as number one. Number two, I want to cover off what's happening with building a and what construction companies are going through right now and forecasting for the next 12 to 18 months. If we see prices go up, that should definitely benefit construction. But that's something I wanna really discuss because on the surface it might look like a good option and with interest rates increasing it might be better because it could lead to a price reduction. But I wanna discuss both sides of that. And then finally, I wanna focus on what all of this means when it comes to just simple economics, supply and demand. As you know on this channel, I wanna focus on how do I communicate some of the most complex situations that are happening in the economy, break it down for you so that you can start making moves quicker because you're not overwhelmed with all of this technical jargon that most people throw at you because they want to make themselves look smart. but instead you listen to me because I try and make things like real estate fun so with that let's continue what I've got here is the prop track overseas search report from April 2023 so last month now what we're seeing is overall the trend is up when it comes to overseas searches for properties on realestate.com.au and that could be to rent and it could be to buy we've definitely seen an increase from 2021 and that is primarily because the borders have now opened, there is no issues with the pandemic and lockdowns and people are wanting to move to Australia and what we can see here is the overseas arrivals of workers and students by visa category and all visas and the main thing here is that we saw it completely drop off especially when the lockdowns happen and we didn't have much migration close to nothing during that period but then we've seen a steady increase over the last month or so it has started to peel off and has started to stabilize but i think this is just a pause before we continue the trend up and i can definitely see us doing all-time highs over the next couple of years when it comes to visa applications and migrants moving into the country so this means that we've got more people coming into australia and they're going to be renting and they're going to be buying. So when it comes to the top search suburbs and regions by overseas buyers over the past three months, that would be Sydney, Melbourne CBD, Gold Coast, Brisbane, and the greater region. And then you've got Perth CBD and inner suburbs. And when we go through and we find what they're looking at in terms of renting, they're looking at Melbourne, Sydney CBD, Brisbane, Gold Coast, and Perth. So when we're looking at buyers and renters, they're looking at about the same places and we can dive deeper into this when we look at by country, which areas they're looking at. So we're going to have a lot of migrants coming from India. Now, whether that's a good thing or bad thing, I'll leave that up to you. Essentially, they're looking at Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide, Perth, and Parramatta. Um, There's no surprises there. For anyone that's outside of Sydney, Parramatta is like the hub. Um, You've got a lot of cultural backgrounds going into certain areas because it has its own little community and that's why people go and gravitate towards that. You'll see Parramatta drop off when you start seeing it from other countries. So here, the UK, you've got Melbourne, Sydney, Perth, Gold Coast, and Brisbane, and then United States, Sydney, Melbourne, Gold Coast, Brisbane, and Perth. So you're seeing a lot of the trends being the same. China, you've got Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide, Box, Hill in Victoria and in Brisbane City. And then people from Hong Kong go Melbourne, Sydney, Adelaide, Chatswood, and then Brisbane. So what you can see is that they've probably got family, they can do some research and they realize they've got people they can talk to and they like a particular area. And that's because most of their community is from that area and they feel at home. But the main thing is that we're seeing a lot of the same sort of regions popping up. And of course, this doesn't really capture the regional areas that well. And that's primarily because there's such a larger volume when it comes to demand into those capital cities. But you've also got to understand that supply and demand make sense when prices go up and prices go down. So despite most of the searches being in major capital cities, you need to realize demand might be high, but so is supply. And I've spoken about this on the channel before, where you could get approvals for 30 or 40 stories of apartments, and you could have multiple towers all in the same location. You don't see that in regional areas. There are some regional areas now starting to really develop. If you think about Wollongong and Newcastle, there were regional centers, uh, and over the last 10 to 15 years, there's been massive development. I see a lot of that playing out in mini capital cities which are big regional centers and I think that's coming in the next decade as well. So when we're starting to see headlines like this Sydney house prices could rise by 10% this year let's have a look as to why they're suggesting these things. Now Sydney's house prices could rise by 10% or more this year if the market maintains its current rate of growth which is fueled by low stock and resurgent demand experts say. The way things are going we could end up with a 10% rise in house prices this year said Shane Oliver, AMP's capital's chief economist. Sydney prices have accelerated this month. And there's probably an element of FOMO in there, particularly those who are less affected by the rate hikes. And what we've seen post pandemic is the new norm. And I had said this a couple of years ago on the channel that when we return back to a period where there's no lockdowns, we will have to adapt to the new norm. Now we're starting to see some companies request for people to come back into work because they're working from home and they want them to occupy the offices. But the new norm is essentially seeing the divergence between the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. What we've seen during this time is inflation running hot and inflation although affects everyone it affects those non asset owners a lot more because inflation is pretty much an imaginary tax means that if you had a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account say two three years ago if you had 7% followed by another 7% you've dropped about 7000 in the first year and a little bit less than that in the second year but with compound inflation you have probably lost closer to about 10 to 15% over the two years so although you got told savings great in high inflationary times it's probably not the right move if you look at wages that growth hasn't really been there. CPI is so much higher. And if you've got CPI at 7%, but your raise this year was 3%, you're still behind. And that is where it's so important to get the right assets in your portfolio. Because asset prices, as you know, house prices in some areas have gone up by 50, 60, 70% over the last three years. Now we're starting to see interest rates increase and everyone's like, yes, the housing market's going to crash. But we're already starting to see headlines where they're suggesting Sydney house prices are going to rise by 10%. I totally believe we're going to see a green year this year when it comes to national house prices. I think it kicks starts the next leg up. Although most people disagree with me, it's already started to happen and it's primarily fueled by shortage of supply. So although rates have gone up and there's less people that are able to borrow, you still have significantly higher levels of demand versus the supply available. Now the supply probably would have caught up and we may have just had, you know, a sideways consolidated market here. But because of those rate hikes increasing, people aren't able to borrow as much and therefore unable to complete build. You capitalize that with construction companies really suffering with all the debt that they have in their books to go out there and now purchase material that's so much higher now post-covid you've also got a shortage of labor so you're having to pay a little bit more your margins start to shrink and that's what we can see in this next article here housing industry warns of grim outlook as lending curbs begin to bite credit curbs are prompting the cancellation of one existing home sale for every three new contracts signed, further slowing a pipeline of new housing development that threatens to send builders to the wall as activity dries up. That means 33% of the actual contracts are getting canceled. So even if they're getting approved for three, they're not actually going ahead and getting it done. And that's major. The Housing Industry Association's latest quarterly forecast make for grim reading, with the industry body saying new home sale volumes have almost halved since the Reserve Bank started raising interest rates last year, and there was no sign yet of reaching a turning point. When you look at home builders needing deeper pockets to survive a downturn, New South Wales home builder Rawson, whose net loss nearly doubled to $28.9 million last year, is counting on the backing of parent company dewa to ride out a downturn that it says will take another six months for market confidence to return. You've got major construction companies now going, we need a bailout of some sort. And this is off the back of where you had so much activity in a short amount of time, given home builder schemes got brought in by the government, here's some money, and rebuild your house, go and renovate, and we'll give you some money. That was great for the short term. But then you go and increase rates so quickly that people that were wanting to build don't have the capacity to build. And this is starting to further compound the entire situation. So if you're trying to make sense of all of this, you're saying, how can interest rates go up? I can't borrow, my friend can't borrow, my parents' dog can't borrow. So who the hell's buying these properties? Well, you've got overseas migrants looking at our real estate. They know how the real estate market here in Australia work. Hey, you can build wealth through real estate. It's weird here in Australia, but that is how it works. So you've got excess demand coming through. They don't care about paying an extra surcharge here and there. You then have the fact that builders that are actually wanting to build can't build. They either don't have the people available or they're operating at a loss because you may have fixed price contracts from two years ago, but that didn't account for the inflated value of the building materials. So what we're seeing now is a rise in those prices where if you go online and you try and find a property yourself, it's literally saying under offer, under offer, under offer. And if you're not moving at speed you're getting left behind i know this for a fact with how many clients we work with in the buyer's agency we're having to move super quick now ideally in an ideal world i'd love to sit there have a chat have a cup of tea and make a decision after five or six days but the market is moving that quickly if you're in the right markets that you're having to go and make those decisions a lot quicker so either sit out of this market wait for prices to sort of consolidate at 10 or 12 percent higher than where they are today on a 500K property that's an extra 55, 60K, if you're okay with that, you can then operate at the timeline you wanna operate at. If you wanna change that mentality, get into the market when everyone else is getting in, but still have the research, the due diligence done, then you're gonna to have to align yourself with people that actually do it day in, day out. Now we offer that service as a buyer's agency. You can go check out exactly what that means with this free video. It breaks down exactly what we can do and what we've done with clients. But if you're interested in that service, there's a link in the description below. You can book a free call as well. And we'll be able to walk you through exactly what that looks like, how you're able to move at speed because we do all the research. A lot of our deals are done off market. A lot of them are pre-market as well. So when the listing actually comes up, we've already done our research. We've already done our video walkthroughs and we have property managers in those areas to be able to do those things for us as well. And we have good relationships. So if you're interested in any of that, email me or go to the website down below and check out all the free content. But I hope you guys have enjoyed this video and hopefully it makes a little bit more sense as to what actually is happening. Yes, interest rates are going up, but so are prices and we could find ourselves in a position, where rates start cutting next year and that's going to bring a whole set of new challenges. So if you're interested in what my thoughts are when rates start cutting, both pros and cons, definitely leave me a comment down below saying rate cuts and I'll make that video for you guys. I hope you guys have enjoyed this one. I'll catch you on the next one. Thanks guys.